Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Here we are. Watch along. UFC 249. Justin Gaethje is making his way to the cage for his interim lightweight title fight against Tony Ferguson. Let's review what we've had of the show so far. Henry Cejudo just beat Dominic Cruz. That fight shouldn't have happened. Dominic Cruz had not fought since 2016. Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling, Corey Sandhagen were all better options. Running back Marlon Marais was a better better option too. It should not have had. It should have not have been Dominic Cruz. But uh, the second round got a little more competitive. Cejudo won that first round. I thought, man, my hair's a wreck. Won that round pretty decidedly, but second round was a little closer. They had a clash of heads, and Cejudo just jumped on Cruz right after that. I I saw a lot of discussion about the stoppage. Quite frankly, I didn't have that much of a problem with the stoppage. Everybody looks fine. Everybody looks like they're getting up when they're allowed to get up. Henry Cejudo cracked Cruz. Cracked Cruz with his knee. And uh, followed up with about a dozen punches to the head. None of them answered. None of them answered. So, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with the the finish at all. Elsewhere on this show, man, Francis Ngannou got himself a title shot. Knocked out Jair Rosenstruck. Number six, mind you, in 20 seconds. This was... It was what you thought it would be with, with Francis Ngannou. Watch our preview, man. Uh, I said one of them's going to throw their fist. They're going to knock the other guy out. That's how it happened. The thing I like about Francis Ngannou is that after those back-to-back losses that he had, he said, you know what? Throwing my fist at people's faces and, and making it connect really works, so I'm going to keep doing that. And that's what he's doing. He's not wasting any time. He's going out there. He's knocking people out, and he's going home. It's amazing. Also, I don't believe that Henry Cejudo is retired. He claims that he had retired after the fight. He said, oh, I'm happy with my career, yada, yada, yada. He thinks that he's going to get a big money fight. I don't think he is. I don't think that's the case. I think this is is for leverage. We'll talk more about that momentarily. Calvin Qatar defeated Jeremy Stevens. Man, Qatar didn't get the, the, the fast start that I expected. And, uh... And... I thought that he would pour it on, but I didn't think he'd pour it on like that towards the, the middle rounds, and he did. It was unbelievable. Uh, Jorgen DeCastro seemed like he was doing well as he was uh, striking. 
throughout the second round. Then he messed up his foot. Greg Hardy ran away with that one. The scorecards, 30-27s across the board. Maybe not, but Greg Hardy won that fight. Say what you want about Greg Hardy. He comes to fight. I, I don't like talking about the dude. Like talking about number 15, Anthony Pettis, beating uh, Donald Cerrone. Cerrone's lost four in a row. This was very much a let's get one of these guys a win type of thing. And uh, Cerrone, I don't think he's in the territory where you got to be like, put him out to pasture type of thing. This was an awesome fight. He turned it up. It was a blast to watch. Anthony Pettis won. One of these guys had to win, and the UFC had to have one of these guys win. Because they're putting they're putting these guys on a featured prelim spot. Donald Cerrone just came off a pay-per-view main event. I thought this was the right thing. Uh, elsewhere on this show, sorry, I'm taking a look at the... the <laughs> as things happen, uh, Tony Ferguson is walking to the cage. Alexi Olenek defeating... Fabricio Verdum. Fabricio Verdum looked like he was cooked straight out the gate. But he stuck in there. He fought back, got in some dominant positions, but wasn't able to beat Alexi Olenek. Alexi Olenek, as I mentioned, a lot stronger on the ground, even when he's facing a guy like Fabricio Verdum, than a lot of guys give him credit for. He got out of a lot of precarious positions in this fight and was able to take home a split decision win. He poured it on at the beginning and the end of the fight and it was enough to win it. I thought this was a good one as well. Carla Esparza beat Michelle Watterson. Close fight there. 30-27s on each side. 29-28 goes to Esparza. She's on a roll. She's won three in a row now. She's back in the hunt in that division. Vicente Luque defeated Nico Price. As I mentioned to you guys on the preview show, Nico Price is a guy that you got to take seriously even though he's inconsistent. Number 13, Vicente Luque uh, was able to beat him uh, via doctor stoppage. Uh, Price couldn't see. This is a fight worth going out of your way to see. Ryan Spann defeated Sam Alvey via split decision. Uh, Spann had this fight. It was his. I I don't think that Alvey came close to winning that, but uh, Ryan Spann's somebody to watch out for, as is Bryce Mitchell. I made a lot of jokes because dude unfortunately tangled his nutsack in a power drill a couple years ago. He's undefeated in his career, but he's 3-0 since tangling his nutsack up. He is like almost landing twisters all the time, and I'm not talking about the power drill. He won like 30-25, 30-24. He looked awesome in this. Looked awesome in this, man. Now we've got the, the introductions. Very excited for this fight. Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson... It should be, it should be uh, Habib and Tony Ferguson. I don't know how I feel about watching Justin Gaethje in this fight. I know it's going to be an awesome fight, but I feel like we run the risk of not getting Tony Ferguson against uh, against Habib Nurmagomedov as a result. And the more time that passes, the better this is for Habib Nurmagomedov. Introductions underway. Those of you who are watching the live chat, 
Who do you all think is going to win? They announced Amanda Nunes versus Felicia Spencer. Nunes is winning that. They also announced George St. Pierre for the uh, UFC Hall of Fame. Uh, Of course, well-deserved. He's in the goat wing right there. This fight is uh, interesting for a few reasons. One, Ferguson did a test weight cut. A test weight, or not a test weight cut. He went and made weight for the fight that he was supposed to have a few weeks ago. Which is such a Ferguson thing to do. Such a Ferguson thing to do. And I just hope it doesn't affect him here. And I'm very fearful that it will affect him here. Y'all are going to have to... Deal with me drinking out of this giant jug. I didn't have my glass here tonight. I appreciate you guys for tuning into these live watch-alongs. They make my night a little bit earlier. Right now, I got people asking what my fight of the night is. It's Nico Price and Vicente Luque. The knockout of the night to me so far is Nganu over Rosenstruck. And there is no submission right now. So the other... Finish of the night would be Calvin Qatar. All due respect to Henry Cejudo, I know I, I, I don't want to say I crapped on him, but I, I just thought that Qatar's finish was a little bit better. Henry Cejudo's was good. I thought it was just fine. That knee that he landed was sick. We're underway. It's about 4.40 into the first round, or 4.40 left of the first round of Ferguson and Gaethje. I put my ESPN Plus window in front of me. That way, The way I'm kind of looking at you guys. Now, as we look at this, I mean, the striking advantage, it's really hard to to tell who's, who's going to have the striking advantage here. Justin Gaethje has underrated wrestling, but Tony Ferguson is a wizard on the ground. As far as conditioning goes, Justin Gaethje uh, is going to have an uphill battle if this gets into the fourth or fifth round, I believe, against Tony Ferguson, because Tony Ferguson just doesn't get tired. He He just doesn't, he doesn't wear down. He is like a zombie. He's like... He, he gets better as the fight goes on. Sorry for all the stuttering. Nice leg kick thrown by Justin Gaethje. Gaethje uh, is one of those guys that helped push forward the low calf kick so much and really brought it to prominence. I mean, MMA is always changing. Like every few years you have an oblique kick, you have a teep kick, you have a low calf kick, you have something like that that really revolutionizes revolutionizes uh, MMA and and really makes people switch up everything they know. Big leg kick from Tony Ferguson. Yes, I know I'm behind, guys, because um, I don't want to spoil anybody. And my streaming software, it'll have me a little bit behind. As, as mentioned on commentary, Lando Venato, when he brought the fight to Tony Ferguson, he caused some issues for Tony Ferguson. And right now, when, t- when Justin Gaethje is bringing it towards Ferguson, Ferguson's just chopping at him with leg kicks, with body kicks. Pu- he's punched Gaethje in the leg. Great slip from, from Tony Ferguson, missing a haymaker, and he just caught Gaethje with a counter 
jab that went really well. Gaethje with the outside leg kick to the lead leg of Tony Ferguson. This is already shaping up to be about what I wanted it to be. Good striking. They're piecing together combos and counters. They're they're not actively... I mean, the thing is, ooh, some good footwork You know, we can all appreciate and like, but they're, they're standing right there. They're moving around instead of in and out and really taking it to each other. I'm digging it. Gaethje is landing with some heavy, heavy punches. And Ferguson's just taking it, man. He's not flinching. He's not he's not selling the, the effects of a Justin Gaethje barrage. He's stepping in and doing his own thing. Ooh, that was a nasty one. That was a really nasty one from Gaethje. Uh, Ferguson had hit that jab. And then when he, he stepped in to follow... Gaethje just hit him with a counter right and made him stand back a bit. Callum Hunter asks what my prediction is. Uh, I'm going to say Tony Ferguson because I haven't seen Gaethje throw anything that will finish Ferguson yet. And until I see that, I believe that it will go into the fourth and fifth round. And that's where Tony Ferguson really shines. It's just a matter of Ferguson not falling behind on the scorecards. Uh, that 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 can be a battle. Callum says, by the way, man, your knowledge of MMA and pro wrestling is beyond impressive. Hey, thanks. Spent a lot of my life doing that, but I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you all hanging out here with me and my messed up hair. Uh, please leave a like if you're watching on youtube.com slash Fightful. Subscribe, we're really close to 25,000. Let's get us to 100,000 tonight. How about that? Shots landed at the same time, but but Gaethje had a left hook that really connected a little bit more than than Ferguson did. It looked like there was a bit of an eye poke from Gaethje. Uh, they they kind of exchanged words and and all that. Ah oh, man, we're in between rounds one and two. Ferguson doesn't want to sit down on the stool. Earlier we saw Alexi Olenek uh, use it. He laid on his back and used it as a footrest. Now, back to some other talking points of this show. Henry Cejudo says he's going to retire. He said, I'm the most decorated combat sports athlete. He's up there. He definitely is. UFC flyweight and bantamweight champion, uh, gold medalist. He called himself an all-time great. In those divisions, yeah, I'd still put Aldo ahead of him. I'd still put Cruz ahead of him. I'd put Mighty Mouse ahead of him. Uh, I get that he's defended two titles and won two titles, but beating beating 125 pound Dillashaw and Dominic Cruz, who hasn't fought since 2016, ain't doing it for me. The Mighty Mouse fight did something for me. The uh, Marias fight did something for me, but not wanting to fight Sterling, Peter Yan, Corey Sandhagen, Joseph Benavidez, that was rough. We're into round two. Tony Ferguson opens with a Superman punch because, of course, he does. It's, it's Why wouldn't he, right? He's predictably unpredictable, if that makes any sense. 
apologies if there's any dead air here. I try to to keep it busy, try to keep talking because eh, nobody wants to be listening to a podcast and and not have audio. Because I know a lot of people, the majority of people, aren't going to watch this synced up with their fight. Most of the people that are watching the fight are here on YouTube. So I'll keep it moving as Tony Ferguson presses forward. But they're, they're not landing anything. Uh, oh, that one landed. That one from uh, Justin Gaethje Land. I need to be need to be more specific. And Gaethje's landing these shots pretty flush whenever he lands on on Ferguson. And Ferguson not only isn't going down, but he's not slowing down either. And that's that's got to be intimidating. I don't want to say intimidating to Gaethje, but. The last few guys that Gaethje has punched like that have went out or he's finished. Now Gaethje going at the legs of Tony Ferguson. And in the early rounds, Gaethje is... He's got the advantage, which is what I pretty well expected. Three, four, and five are the question marks for me. Gaethje's got really good head movement, too. Like, there are times where he'll go a minute straight, and he'll just throw punches, 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 and then he'll throw throw uh, leg kicks that, that work really effectively. Consistently, too. He'll just he'll spam those, so to speak. Like I said, man, that low calf kick that, I don't want to say Gaethje started to do it, but he was one of the first that brought it to American MMA heavily and and he's going to that well repeatedly here through round two now the thing is we can't actually see how much damage is done to Tony Ferguson's calf because he's got a big tattoo on his left calf Tony is getting cracked man I'm asked, how's the commentary tonight? DC Rogan are sat at different sides of the octagon. Rogan said on his podcast there would be sync issues. I think it's great. I, I really love Daniel Cormier specifically on commentary. Uh, and they have the they have the reaction cameras on the guys as well, which I think is awesome. I think that's a great addition to have these broadcasts. They've had them for a while, but they cut to them. Or they don't cut to them. They go to them after the fights as well. Justin Gaethje's putting a lot into these strikes. Another heavy calf kick. Ultimately, man, Tony Ferguson's human. Even though he might not think he is or he might not act like he is, he is human. And when you mount up all these leg kicks, all these heavy strikes, especially the hooks from Justin Gaethje, they're going to add up. And the thing is... Gaethje has hit him with at least a dozen of those big calf kicks. And Ferguson is still pressing forward. He's not slowed down. He's not hobbling. He's not limping. He's switching his stances. And they're they're throwing hard, too. This isn't like pacing themselves type of thing. They're going really, really hard. The 
thing is, Gaethje's boxing is just so, it's really crisp and effective. And even though he, he'll throw some haymakers here and there, they usually have really good technique with him as well. He doesn't deviate from that a ton. But the fact that he is able to throw in that low calf kick, it, it helps because when you throw a kick, when you throw a leg kick, body kick, head kick, anything like that, you got to turn your hips a little bit. Huge! Huge uppercut from Tony Ferguson to end the round. Gaethje staggered a little bit. So, when you throw one of those those body kicks, uh, leg kicks to the thigh, head kicks, you turn your hip pretty heavily. And usually, you got to throw your arm back a little bit. Sometimes you do. Uh, mainly, if it goes above the waist, a lot of times you'll see that. When you throw that low calf kick... You can do it without turning your hip as much because you don't have as far for your leg to go. It doesn't have to raise up as much. So you can do that a little bit safer than you could a, a higher leg kick or or a body kick. That's why the teep, or one of the reasons the teep became so popular is because you could do it, set up other stuff. You could keep your distance still. You wouldn't leave your jaw open and susceptible for a counter. Yeah, I think Gaethje won that round. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think Gaethje won that round, but judging's been all over the place tonight. They've had a 30 27 and a, thir- a one way, 30 27 the other way. It says that they are not maintaining enough video to uh, maintain smooth streaming. So apologies if you all are getting some buffering coming from me. Now is where I expect Tony Ferguson to really turn up the heat and me to buzz all my hair off because it's causing me issues. Reminder, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. I will be posting this as a bit of a an encore on the MMA channel. If you all want to check that out, it's youtube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. As predicted, Tony Ferguson starting to turn up the heat. He's starting to push forward a little bit more. It's filthy. I have somebody saying, what are your thoughts on the disagreement between Stephen A. and Joe Rogan following the Cerrone-Connor fight? I know that I don't do a ton of podcasts for MMA anymore. Uh, I agreed with Joe Rogan, I thought Stephen A. Smith was way out of his depth there. I'm not ever a stick to whatever it may be guy. I don't. People can have their opinions on anything. 
I just think that Stephen A. Smith's wasn't it wasn't educated. That's it. He has he he can have his opinion on anything. Again, I hate people that say, "Oh, stick to whatever." I have people that tell me to stick to MMA or wrestling all the time, and I've been doing both for over a decade. So that stuff's really annoying, and it's not easy to be a jack of all trades like Stephen A. Smith is. It, it is not easy, and. ESPN relies on him to provide coverage for something that, quite frankly, that he doesn't know a lot about. If I was in that same role, I'm positive there would be several topics across hours of on-screen content in which I would say something similar. I mean, it's that's just the way that it is. Tony Ferguson's got a cut underneath his right eye. I think I think it's underneath his right eye. Might have one over his left eye, too. I got a feeling something's coming. Oh, Justin Gaethje cracked Tony Ferguson. But Tony Ferguson just went right back at him. Oh, Gaethje's stalking him. This ain't good for Tony Ferguson. This is not good. Oh my God, this is not going to be good for Tony Ferguson. Justin Gaethje is, is just destroying Ferguson right now. When Ferguson went back up against the cage, that's uncharacteristic. That ain't like Tony Ferguson. They used to be prime Diaz territory. They'd stalk you and push you back up against the cage and they wouldn't let you escape. Tony Ferguson is like the inverse of that. He pushes you to the middle of the cage and just continues to push the pace there. That way you don't, you, you, you got to expend your energy to try to stay away from him. Ferguson's still in there chucking and ducking. Gaethje able to catch a lot of those punches and, and use his head movement to get away from some of them. But Ferguson is still landing. He's doing pretty well. There's a there's a right hand that, that Tony or that Justin Gaethje keeps pulling back on. Then he'll he'll swivel off or he'll shift off his weight, go back and then pop Ferguson in the face with it. That is is masterful. It's really really good. I have Carson say was Gaethje always fighting with his mouth open or just after the uppercut. Uh, usually he, he fights like that. What, what did Ferguson just do? He just swiped the ground. He's going to end up getting kicked. Doing that. Oh, man. A rare instance where you see Ferguson off balance. Yep. There was one. There's that kick set up with a punch. But Ferguson throws his own, too. Ferguson really doesn't have any fear. Like, he doesn't have any fear of exhaustion, doesn't have any fear of getting tapped out, knocked out, punched a little bit. It really doesn't matter. Now, in my opinion, not not only does... Not only does Ferguson need to win these last two rounds, he might need to finish Gaethje. 
there's a good chance that Gaethje is up 30-27 right now. See Marie Parrish says, is Gaethje versus Habib 100% if he wins? No. There's always the chance that they go right to Connor again, just because. Just because. If Connor loses his next fight, I don't know if they'll do a, a second Habib Connor fight. And Connor was able to go in and knock out Cerrone and beat his beat his ass to the point where enough people would be like, okay, I'll watch the rematch, Habib and and Conor McGregor and and the unfortunate, well, unfortunate, the crazy ass happenings after that fight would only serve to do it better on pay per view. If they can do Habib versus Conor too. They'll do that over Gaethje. And A says, uh, if Gaethje gets Habib before Tony does, that would suck. Yeah, it would suck. I mean, that's the thing. Tony Ferguson has not lost in like eight years, and that would suck because that fight was supposed to happen five different times. But if, if Gaethje beats him, then Gaethje beats him, man. That's how I feel. Like, I, I wish they would have just done Habib versus Ferguson somehow. Of course, you couldn't have, you couldn't have predicted a global pl- pandemic. Like, any possible way that this Ferguson-Habib fight was going to get canceled, it would. Illness, uh, buses, uh, freaking, like, it was, I can't remember if the bus attack stopped anything. I think it was tripping over a cord, just all kinds of stuff. And Ferguson just missed a big wheel kick. But if Gaethje beats Ferguson, I got to look at that and say, all right, he beat the man. If he beat the man, you're next in line. But as we see in the UFC, because they love putting people who don't deserve title shots in title shots, that's not always the case. Gaethje isn't expending a ton of energy. When he gets the opportunity to, he's standing right in the middle of the cage. A says Connor versus Masvidal is the fight to make. Uh, yeah, it is a good fight to make. And it's a pay-per-view main event that will do well over a million buys. Just because of who they are and who Connor is. At this point, I get the feeling the fight's going to go the, the distance. Because Ferguson is still, he's still at full speed by the looks of it. And they've cracked, and he's been cracked a billion times. Uh, Sound Shop Vlogs says, how do they get to Habib Connor too? Connor won his last fight. That's, that's all the reason that the UFC needs to do it. I mean, do I agree with it from a pure sports perspective? Not necessarily. But do I understand from a pay-per-view perspective? Yeah. There's a big difference in putting Conor McGregor in a title fight he doesn't deserve than Dominic Cruz, Jose Aldo, Yoel Romero. Those people, all due respect to them, good fighters, not massive pay-per-view draws. Conor McGregor is a world-changing pay-per-view draw. Oh, yeah, Gaethje's, Gaethje has hurt Ferguson. Ferguson's back up against the cage, as I mentioned. Running the opposite direction, this is not a good idea or not not a good situation for Ferguson. If you see Ferguson's back up against the cage, you see him turning a little bit, that's the indication that Ferguson's hurt. 
because he becomes a human. He becomes a normal guy. He doesn't eat six calf kicks in a row and press forward. No, he's like, oh man, I got to lay up against this cage for a half a second. Steve S. says Habib didn't want the Ferguson fight in this environment as if he wanted it. Uh, why go back to Russia? I agree, and I know that they that Dana White told him to go back to Russia, but if you really wanted that type of fight, you stay in the same country where Dana White and Tony Ferguson are because you know that's how it's most likely to happen. How many rounds is this, Ray? It is five rounds. We are in the fourth of five rounds. There are about six minutes remaining in the fight. I'm at the 108 remaining mark in round four. Nutshot. Remember, guys, use manscaped.com code Fightful if you have big stinky pubes and you want to trim them. Use uh, bluechew.com code Fightful. For increased sexual performance. Those are a couple free ones for these guys. But hey, you got to show them some love. You got to show the guys some love when they're taking care of you during the pandemic. Bluechew.com code Fightful. Manscaped.com slash Fightful. I believe it is. Nice left hook from Tony Ferguson. Beautiful leg kick from Justin Gaethje that wobbled Tony Ferguson, but Tony comes right back and he's like, yeah, I know this leg is bleeding, but I'm going to throw it at your head and kick you in the face instead. We're going to go to a fifth round here because nobody's going to get it finished in these last 10 seconds. Another head kick from Gaethje and Ferguson's like, yeah, let me give you one. Punches him in the face. Fifth round. Ferguson's got to finish to win. This is a fantastic fight. It is, uh, in my estimation, four rounds to none, Justin Gaethje. But it's still a fantastic fight. Yeah, Jacare Souza versus Uriah Hall was to take place tonight. Uh, Jacare Souza tested positive for COVID 19, as did a couple of his cornermen. That fight is off. We definitely wish our best to Jacare Souza because that's horrible. He was asymptomatic, but still, that's, that's terrifying to go through. It's terrifying to even think about for himself, for his family, for his team. Uh, we're wishing him the best. Here we are, fifth round. Ferguson's got to finish. Got to finish to win this fight. Barring some horrible judging or the most lopsided round in MMA history, and I mean the most lopsided round, Tony Ferguson would have to knock Justin Gaethje down like 40 times in a row but not finish him in order to win this on the scorecard. You'd have to get like a, a 10-5 somehow. And that ain't happening, my friends.
huge punches from Justin Gaethje. Right and a left hook. We're finally starting to see Tony Ferguson limp, which is a humbling thing to witness. Not something I thought I would see in this fight. I thought Ferguson was going to end up winning this fight, but I I really underrated the conditioning and the pace of Justin Gaethje. Got to put some respect on that guy's name. He's fought an incredible fight. He's stuck in there. He's uh, stayed in the pocket with Ferguson. Not allowed himself to get out pressured or bullied or anything like that. Just an, an unbelievable fight. Really good. Another good jab from Justin Gaethje. Cracks and... Wow. One-two backed up Ferguson. Gaethje follows and we're seeing Ferguson backed up against the cage and stepping out again. This ain't looking good. Justin Gaethje is well on his way to an interim championship. Now keep in mind, this was a title that Ferguson never lost, so... I'm glad it's at least a title fight because Ferguson was interim champion and should have been. Ferguson went for that role. It it didn't work. It's not going to roll at this point, or it's not going to work at this point. You got to do your best to knock out Justin Gaethje. I don't think you're going to submit him at, at this stage. You're not going to take down this guy. He's got an underrated wrestling background. Gaethje is just bullying. Tony Ferguson. Justin Gaethje at this point is landing at will. Dropping Tony Ferguson as he pushes forward. Ferguson's still working at punching the leg of Gaethje, which I don't quite understand. I don't get that. That's that's not the game plan that will that will put this fight away in the fifth round. Another huge punch from Gaethje. God damn, Gaethje, if... Like, I'm not ruling out a Justin Gaethje finish at this point because uh, the how severe he's landing these, these, these strikes still in the fifth. Oh, that... Is that it? Is that it? Ferguson staggered. That's it. Right as I said it. My God. Like you you don't even knock Ferguson down. But when Ferguson does this. (sighs) He's done. He's done. And Ferguson. Terrible sport about this. What what did Ferguson think was going to happen? What did Ferguson think was going to fucking happen? He was about to lose a 50-45, maybe a 50-43. It doesn't matter. It was a truly moot point. Now, I get it. I get it. Maybe maybe Ferguson could have landed some wild haymaker and ended up pulling off some sort of Hail Mary victory. Maybe. Maybe. So for for that point of frustration, I get. But him being a complete asshole to Justin Gaethje afterwards, that's unnecessary. 
Justin Gaethje beat his ass for 24 minutes and was a good sport. And Ferguson shaked his head off like he was a wounded dog, man. He was running. He was uh, he was darting to the opposite direction. Like it was, it was it. It's one of the. It was yeah. It was a good stoppage. Herb Dean knows who Tony Ferguson is. Herb Dean knows that he's got to step in and protect Tony Ferguson from himself, and he did it. Credit to Herb Dean. We see uh, just or Tony Ferguson. Now that he's a little a little less uh, punch drunk, I would say. And, and hey, you know what? Admittedly, I was a little too harsh on him too. Man just took a beating. He wasn't of sound mind in those moments. He went up and kind of made amends with Justin Gaethje. So that's good. And yeah, admittedly, my bad. Guy, guy's a bit beaten up right now. Unbelievable. Justin Gaethje, UFC interim lightweight champion. What a brutal beating he put on Tony Ferguson, but Tony Ferguson did not lose for years, man. Gaethje takes off the interim title and says he's waiting for the real one. I mean, you. I think beating Tony Ferguson is worth a real one. You know what I'm saying? I think it is worth a real one. Brutal fight, guys. Thank you all for joining me. Next up, Habib Nurmagomedov for Justin Gaethje. Habib... <laughs> Just tweeted, no comment. Well, I hope you all enjoyed my comments. I know it's a little bit different, but I'm really, really loving these watch-alongs. Thank you, guys. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.